Hi, welcome to Stardust Records, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Sabi, and I'm here with my co-host, Linz. How are you doing, Linz? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. How about you? Same. It's been pretty uneventful, but I guess that's a good thing, right? It is. It's been a nice summer. Yeah, it's for our American listeners. It was the 4th of July. Did you do anything fun? Oh, just basic small town celebration with a parade and and turtle races <laughs> and and a bunch of different uh leg races so like you know mom and dad racing together uh mm-hmm. brother races uh grandparents and you know grandchildren races and uh, you know ice uh shaved ice and all that and then fireworks so nice. <laughs> what about you uh, we just went to a friend's house and blew off some fireworks, but that was pretty much it. Had barbecued food and that's classic. It was classic. laid back. Yeah, <laughs> I've never like that was my first time lighting off a firework. What? Yeah, I just I never grew up like I like my dad was a firefighter, so it was kind of like banned in our family, <laughs> but like. Yeah, this I went to uh, my fiance's friend's house, and they spend like hundreds, probably close to thousands of dollars on fireworks. And uh, it was really sweet. They were like including me, so I got to light off a couple of mortars, and it was fun. It, it's an it's there's something about <laughs> there's like a yeah. little spark of serotonin. <laughs> it's like a legal explosive. That's actually exactly what it is, but um. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> but it was fun. It I uh one of them actually like the tube fell so some dummy put two mortars in it and like lit both of them. This was not me, I was not the dummy. <laughs> and it fell over because the screw in the wood had come out. This sounds so like redneck. And it's all on I have a video of it and Oh my gosh it falls over after the first one goes off so the second one like exploded towards us and it's so weird like when you look at fireworks from the sky like you don't know exactly how they work but then when one is exploding towards you you're like oh like that's where the color comes from (laughs) like that's what I was thinking in the moment I was like oh cool like the the colors as you were in danger. <laughs> I know. I was far enough away, but I'll have that's to find a, the video. That's that's cla- that's you know perfect for your first time lighting off fireworks. That's yeah, the best. You know, something always has to go a tiny bit wrong. As nobody, as long as oh, no one gets sure. hurt, we're good. I know. It was funny though because at that uh, like little barbecue, they all asked about the podcast. Which oh. I thought was so funny. I, I was like, yeah, it's, I was explaining it. And they were like, I want to come on. And I, and I was like, wait, <laughs> like, you're just learning about it. But it was cool. It, it was funny that, that, it, that it came up in such That's... like a domestic place. <laughs> I love that. We're getting, we're getting out there. Our name is known now. I know. They were like, what, what is like, what, what do you guys do? And I was like, well. We talk about Star Wars. <laughs> and they were like, that sounds like so much fun. <laughs> and it is. It is. It is fun. But it's been a while since we last had an episode. And since our last episode, we got um we got a trailer. A surprise one. It was a surprise trailer for a Star Wars game, Star Wars Outlaws. Um and yeah, what 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 do you think? Because we were all kind of taken by surprise with it. Yeah, we definitely were. I I just like refreshing Twitter, and all of a sudden, there was there's a, there was a game. There <laughs> it is. I was like, oh my gosh, uh, I'm so excited for it. Like first impressions, and then there was um, so like that first trailer. Yeah, I was so excited. Everyone was so excited, and then shortly thereafter, we got gameplay. And sort of uh, more people were able to talk about it that were involved with the making of the game. So yeah. got more information, um, got the name for the little, uh, is it Merc? It's a Mercal, Mercal, uh, little creature. 
And oh yes, uh, Nix, the little, Nyx. the sweet little man. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we've got so we've got K Vess, right? I think it's her name, K Vess. Yeah. So we have K Vess as our, you know, the character you play in the game, our and then she's got a little. Yes, and then she's got her little companion Nix, and also she works with a like reprogrammed um commando droid called nd5 so yeah she works she works with this commando droid that everybody seems to really love as well because he's kind of he's got like a trench coat and he's really got some swagger they they made him sexy (laughs) in in effect that's what we're trying to say yeah they they made him sexy um his voice oh my gosh yeah they made him like they k2so walked so nd could could run exactly exactly it's a great way to explain it um it was like if a k2so was sexy exactly yeah that's exactly it because <laughs> i mean like with that trench coat it just and they gave it. him a skinny waist and at, well commander droids already had a skinny waist but like they gave it, it kind of gives the illusion that he has abs and like the trench coat shapes his body in a way where it like broadens his chest i can't believe i'm talking about a piece of metal like this <laughs> but yeah they made him sexy he was immediately so. a fan favorite yeah uh, on twitter even like everybody was going crazy for him I'm um really go ahead i'm really excited because and i've mentioned this before but like i loved red dead redemption 2 and i and one but they make you have like a wanted or they make you you can have a wanted level or like you have a bounty on your head that goes up depending on like how much you're wanted and i was like that is so cool <laughs> yeah um so i'll just read a little snippet about like the game itself so yeah. it says uh star wars outlaws is an upcoming open world video game developed by massive entertainment and published by ubisoft in collaboration with lucasfilm games Mm -hmm. the game will be story driven will feature an open world and will utilize massive entertainment's proprietary snowdrop game engine um it has a faction reputation system which shapes the world in a in small ways based on dialogue choices and other decisions like choosing a subtle or aggressive approach in specific missions kvs's actions will dictate how individuals and factions react to her however there aren't branching narrative threads so interesting you're shaping your game experience um but i don't think it will be like i'm not sure if this means that because there aren't branching narrative threads that there'll be multiple endings. I don't know if that's what they're saying there, if there will or won't be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it the director is, uh, I think it's Matthias Carlson. He was um, the director for, oh my gosh, is it Tom Clancy's The Division? Mm-hmm. And then Nikki Foy is the lead writer and she was a scriptwriter for, oh my goodness, she was scriptwriter for Far Cry Six, and also um, Watch Dogs Legion. So she's got some got some experience under her belt, and now she's the lead scriptwriter for Star Wars Outlaws. Nice. And it's releasing in 2024. And yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah no it, it'll be really exciting the I I think I heard this what you said but like you can is it kind of like you choose a certain piece of dialogue and that's kind of what dictates how the story goes and what characters think of you or yes so it's a faction-based system so I'm assuming mm-hmm. um the decisions will affect those factions so I'm assuming that like in the game you need to have to achieve certain goals and so maybe one faction maybe it's a bounty hunter guild maybe it's a a a gang or something Mm -hmm. like that and i'm assuming you could get whatever goal you need done in how do i say basically like you could go at it like aggressively or try to negotiate so bribe because i know in the gameplay like i think you were trying or Kay was like trying to bribe somebody or could have bribed somebody um so there's just different options 
for how you want to engage with the world around you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it'll be interesting. So like you could be like really in cahoots with like <laughs> one one faction and then another one you could be like their sworn enemies, uh, which I think will be fun to decide who you decide you want to be aligned with. And so because this is between, uh, this takes place between three ABY and four ABY. So after the Battle of Yavin. So this is this is after uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, because in the and before Return of the Jedi. Because we see in the trailer uh, Hans and Carbonite. Exactly. Which was cr- I wonder if it'll cross over with like the the original trilogy story, like if we'll yeah get anything with it. I don't. Who knows. Well, I'm really hoping that we're going to see some characters, especially because it seems like it's criminal underworld type stuff. And there is a whole storyline in the comics that's covering criminal underworld things in connection with uh, Han Solo being frozen in carbonite. So I'm hoping that they pull perhaps from some of those characters. It would be really interesting to see, Yeah, uh, you know, even if it's just like Bosk and Dengar and you know the characters we already know that were in Empire Strikes Back that'd be amazing but it would be even more amazing is if we got Crimson Dawn Kira yeah and this is how this is for this is for Hey and Liv like (laughs) Valance and Kira like that'd be awesome if they were in it so well Amelia Clark did that interview for Secret Invasion with uh Ben Mendelsohn and they were he asked her, I think, if he if she would ever want to return like to her Star Wars character. And she kind of hesitated, but in a way where she like couldn't specify. So maybe she is coming. I feel like it would make sense for Kira to be in uh in this game in Outlaws. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot the name when we're literally talking about it. Um <laughs> but yeah, I would I would love a Kira mention or, or cameo who anything with kira i think the game will just be cool because it's something different from what we've been from what we've been getting yeah i'm excited to play Kay. she seems so cool yeah uh umberly i i know that she's queer and she's latin american which is so cool so maybe they'll make k queer that would be cool It'd be cool to have that would be awesome. Queer protagonist. Yeah. So that comes out in 2024. We don't have an official release date yet, but we have a year. And 2024 is we're halfway to it, so it'd be a a big big year for for Stardust Record fans. (laughs) Yeah, we got we got Andor, we will have Outlaws. It's gonna be great. Yeah. And next month which is insane, is Ahsoka. Oh my gosh. And we, got, we got those pictures from Star Wars Celebration and HQ today. And then uh, Skeleton Crew is next. And then the Acolyte. Oh, I'm excited. So I'm many, so excited. Like different forms, something for everyone. Like you hit like Jedi fans slash Ahsoka slash Rebels fans to pirate fans to... Uh, High Republic fans, Rebellion it's fans, Bounty Hunter fans. Yeah, there's literally something for everyone. That's so cool. I'm really excited to dive into all of that. And it, and it's going to be uncharted territory, especially with um, the Acolyte. And I mean, in some ways, Skeleton Crew, but definitely the Acolyte. So yeah. it's going to be really neat to come into an era of Star Wars that, um, I mean, if you've read the High Republic, I mean, that's really, you know, you're going to be familiar, but to uh media wise uh go into that like live action would be it's going to be really cool so mm-hmm. excited us too or me too um moving on to our next segment we have a special guest today t who you might know as castamir with a q instead of an a but t is known throughout the Star Wars community for their love of score and music composure and both the Disney Plus shows and films and the games as well. Uh, They are also an amazing artist that has created numerous pieces for Andor, Rogue One, and other pieces of Star Wars media. 
and we are so lucky and happy to know T and call them our friend. And we are even more excited to introduce them as our special guest on this episode. Hey T, how's it going? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Really good, really good. And what about you, Savi? I'm good. Or I am I've been looking forward to this episode, so I'm really excited to jump into our little schedule that we have. Just to kind of like break the ice tea, um, we usually will start with like just a quick question regarding, you know, the episode subject. So this one we're talking about score and music and um the soundtracks to both the disney plus shows and some star wars games uh so for this question i wanted to ask you or we wanted to ask you what got you into music and what makes you so passionate about not just star wars music but like score as a whole it's stuff that my parents listened to. And so when I was younger, that was kind of what we would listen to, like in the car, at home. Um, so I grew up with the Star Wars soundtrack specifically and um, also stuff like Lord of the Rings. And it just kind of like snowballed from any instruments. I played I played the flute for a while for school. Uh, they in like third grade or something, they told us <laughs> we had to pick an instrument and I picked flute because I was obsessed with soundtracks and so my two favorite soundtracks when I was seven or whatever it was Leia's theme and the Shire music so I was like yep <laughs> the flute um and I knew I you were gonna say that piano yeah and piano you said yeah piano that's cool you've posted some of your playings here and there I, I I think I've listened a couple of times but that's so cool did you like can you because I know some musicians don't read music when I was in percussion I never learned to read the music I just kind of like did it but um do you like read the music or do you can you like listen and play um I I can read music but the problem is, is that usually what I want to end up playing doesn't have sheet music or I can't find sheet music for it. So mm -hmm. I just kind of sit at the piano and I just hit things until it sounds kind of right. And I'm like, OK, yeah. that's good enough. Yeah, that's one way to learn. And recently you just went to the 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 Game Awards concert in L.A. I think that's what yeah. it's called. Cool. And how was that? It was so much fun. Yeah, it was really cool. The, there were suites that were played um, kind of from all the more recent games or new games. Um, but it was cool because the composers, I think it looks like they got to pick what they did. So some people just did either the opening theme or a specific song or like a mix, um, which was really fun to kind of see what they wanted to do to show off their music. Yeah. Uh recently it's definitely not on like the same coolness level, but uh recently I went to the symphony here in Seattle for the return of the Jedi's 40th anniversary. Um and there's something about hearing that type of music live uh alongside I don't know if they played like a clip or anything, but they played like the whole movie and then you know um you know played the music in the background and I I there were things that I noticed about some of and I'm in no way like an expert in this level of I just hear music and I'm like that's good <laughs> that makes me feel something but <laughs> there were some things where I've noticed where like there was a harp at one point or like this is so embarrassing, but I never noticed that when C3PO is like telling the story, there's this like beautiful song in the background where it sounds like the, like the Ewoks are the ones making the music. So I can't imagine how special that was to hear not just like one specific project, but multiple from different composers who have like put so much time and effort into, you know, making this thing that you know you feel so passionate about so that's really cool that you got to experience that and I know Lynn's kind of told you about it right 
Yeah, I honestly, I totally would not have seen it. It was not on my radar at all. So <laughs> thank you so much for making me aware that it was happening. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it was like an ad that had come across my feed. I don't think I was even following the original poster. Uh, and so I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm pretty sure T can make it to that. Like, I <laughs> think that she's down there. So uh, yeah, I was like, oh gosh, I got to tag you. And yeah, I'm glad that you're able to go. Yeah, it was so much fun. <laughs> so we'll kind of go and release order. I picked some of the stuff that I know that you have played and watched. And uh, I wanted to start with survivor because i know recently you've been playing that and Lindsay and i got through it so uh tell us a little bit about that like as you're playing how are you listening and like going like, like how do you i want to hear what you have to say i don't even want to ask a question <laughs> um it's honestly it's been really fun as i've been playing it i've really enjoyed it because i started playing it late I started playing it this month um so it's been out for a little while I've been listening to the soundtrack for longer than I've actually played the game which is the first time I've ever done something like that like gone in that reverse order but it's been really interesting um kind of knowing the soundtrack and so as I'm playing it in the cutscenes and like boss battles and stuff like that like I recognize it because I've been listening to it nonstop, and so I'm kind of like oh like we're we're here in the album or whatever mm -hmm. um but it's also cool because like stuff that I've noticed is when you're kind of just like walking around if it's like if you're on Kobo and you're just trying to like 100% the map or whatever a lot of it is um it's kind of a good mix of old stuff from Fallen Order and new stuff from Survivor, which is interesting. Um, and I kind of, like, I want to know what their process was. Like, if they pick what plays when you're in certain areas. Um, but it's been fun. It's like a little game. Like, oh, if I recognize something, I'm like, wait, is this from Fallen Order or is this actually from Survivor? Well, I uh, I noticed, and then I saw your tweet uh, that, like, that Trilla's theme plays a couple of times. and that was like clown fuel for me because I was really <laughs> expecting like like a Trilla mention or comeback because I'm that delusional but I thought that, that it was interesting that they pulled her theme and put it in Survivor so what do you think Lens? I see you're about to speak <laughs> oh I was gonna say uh isn't it doesn't it play on Nova Garon uh where uh it's the um ISB base right yeah I think you're right and, and like there's inquis like the inquisitors are coming and so like her theme you hear her theme because her theme is is uh I guess in this franchise synonymous with like the inquisitors mm -hmm. and so I, I can see why they played it there but I also think it's just really interesting that they chose like that they even chose that at all you know what I mean Mm -hmm. So, because I could have easily played like a, uh, some sort of mix on Vader or like his sort of march or theme, but they chose specifically to call back to Nur, which I think makes sense because Nur and Nova Garon are kind of synonymous in some way. Like they're they're similar, and like this is a bastion of like imperial, like baddies and so and now you're going into it so I guess it could kind of make sense but I loved that and I didn't even notice until you mentioned it or I saw your post T so I was like oh yeah I felt I also felt totally delusional because I heard it right before I went in to the room where he like knocks out the ISB officer and takes the uniform and I was like hang on I hear it I hear it. and then nothing happened but yeah it makes sense but I got a little excited yeah uh I it's interesting to hear like it, it's such a tonal shift I feel like I don't I haven't played since it came out since, since April which is I cannot believe how long that it's been since April we're in July that just hit me but uh but yeah another one of my favorite pieces of music that I feel like I really 
recognize that like stood out to me instantly was the song that plays while you're in any of the like abandoned high republic temples after like centauri says like welcome jedi it felt so different from the rest of the music in my opinion like it was just so it felt very like <laughs> she looks really excited for those listening but like it just felt very like high republic-y like jedi you have something to say i don't want to keep you waiting any longer <laughs> oh no I, there's like a little uh i don't know what the technical term in music is but maybe it's like a it's like a little snippet that's from a different song um but i'm pretty sure it's like a piece from binary sunset like it's it's the jedi like little I don't know how to explain it to you. Probably could explain it better. But there's this little bit in it, in that High Republic sort of uh, uh, theme that you get in those rooms. And I remember when I first heard it, like I took like a screen grab of it. And I was like, oh my gosh. And like the the way that it swells, like the music swells. I think there might be some vocalization in that one. I can't remember. Yeah, but it's like, oh. And like they're they're like singing the Oh, it's like the, I think it's the, da, 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 or something. Like, I think that's what it is. And I'm just like, oh. and then when you get to a different planet at the end of the game, and you like get to like the end of that map, and then like the room where a big thing happens, <laughs> you hear it again. And it's just like, oh, I love it. I'm glad that you brought that up because I was trying to remember, yeah. like, I knew there was some other thing in Jedi Survivor <laughs> that I was like, there was something so cool. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. <laughs> it it drives me, no, I know exactly what you mean. It drives me crazy because I heard it for the first time when I was doing one of the, one of the puzzles on Kobo and one of the, like, High Republic little chambers. And I, I spent way too much time in that room because I just could not figure it out. So I heard it like over and over and over again. And yeah, it's like a like a choir version of the force theme. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's not in any of it's not in the soundtrack anywhere, which is me crazy because yeah. I would be listening to that on repeat. I if it were out, I would be streaming it. I, <laughs> it's I, not available. Yeah. I, I was getting goosebumps. I was also looking for it. I was like, why is this not in the soundtrack? It's very interesting. It's a very interesting decision not to put it there. <laughs> People like us would only be streaming that. <laughs> so let's talk Andor next. Um, Nicholas Bratel scored that, which was, I feel like personally, like such a detour from what we're kind of used to. Uh, Andor, I just feel like had very different music than like Kenobi or the Book of Boba Fett and stuff. Like especially with um the Galaxy Mix, I think that's what it's called. Um, and I don't know. We also had twelve different intros, which is crazy. But I did kind of want to bring like amplify that a little bit more because. With the 12 different intros, the song changed, I feel like, considering, like, the events that either happened in the previous episode or, like, will happen. So I thought we could talk about that. I love that it's different because the the show itself is obviously so different from anything that we've seen. Um, but I feel like, like, I was really excited to know that he was scoring it because I... I watched Succession and he does Succession <laughs> and so I was like, yes. Yeah. Um, but it was but... even it's even like totally different from that. Um, but it fits like the vibe of the show and everything that he did for it, like it works so well. Yeah. Yeah. I uh Lens, what were you gonna say before I go? Oh, through? I was just gonna the point that you made about how the opening is it's the same opening, but it's different. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but people know what I'm talking about. It's different every time. And I, I, I remember I watched a YouTube video after, uh, after it was all out and they had basically put every single intro over, like they just smushed them all together. So you heard them all at the same time. And I thought it was so interesting to hear 
like which parts got quiet and which parts got like louder at different segments as like the episodes went on and then like the use of different instruments. Um, I thought it would sound really, I mean, maybe it doesn't sound bad to my ears because maybe I'm not musically inclined. I don't know. But to me, it sounded really cool to hear them all at once. Um, but yeah, I, I, I loved it. I loved, I, like, like T said, it really fit like the music fit the show and I think the music uh made the show you know I'm saying like it yeah that was the right fit for it tonally yeah and I know that Nicholas Bertel did uh also if Beale Street could talk and uh there was that one song agape that I feel like is really well known but like it has that same emotional impact. Like I feel like his music has like really heavy emotion. All Star Wars music does. All like, but like Andor, I just felt like the music amplified the um the scenes unfolding, like Narkina Five. And then this was cool to hear, but like Aldani, the I episode. Nicholas Bertel said at Star Wars Celebration at that panel that, like, the music was inspired by the sound that the eye made. And I thought that that was so crazy. <laughs> like, the, only a mastermind thinks of things like that. And, like, how B2's theme sounds like like hitting a metal body, like, as if somebody was playing a, a song on, like, his body. It's so cool. I, like I could praise it all day we do we have a podcast to praise Andor (laughs) but yeah it was so good and then to transition over kind of Marva's or like the funeral theme that they play at the end isn't that like a form of Cassian's theme and Rogue yeah okay I see you nodding tea (laughs) Um, yeah, the, the, like, the, it's, like, the first half of the funeral march is, it's kind of, like, a, a different version of Cassian's theme, and then at the end, when everybody, like, stops, and then the music kind of changes, and they all start, like, marching, mm-hmm. it's basically just Marva's theme, which I really liked, because you can hear in all the different, um, all the different opening titles, it's just, it's Cassian's theme, but then sometimes there are like other people's music in there too. Like you can hear the rebellion theme at certain points. You can hear Clea's theme for some reason. Mm-hmm. And you can hear Marvis theme in the intro. Um, but for the episode 12 title, it's that same like not perfect, like live recording of the band that's the funeral march, which I also really liked. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm getting chills just like as you're Me talking too. about I'm it. Me too. I'm like, I, like, I need I'm, to watch this again. <laughs> I'm hearing it again. I love that. I, I, when I saw the, when I heard the opening title for uh, episode 12, I was like, oh, <laughs> took yeah. my breath away. I loved it. Um, yeah. And I just, I love how the music, uh, I mean, obviously it does, but it's, it fits every arc. Like the music mm-hmm the instruments used, the way that the music is uh, structured really fits each location and each uh, uh, situation for the characters. And I love that like some of the, some of the songs are really short, you know, and then some of them are really long. And I love that like, there's just, we get all of that, you know? I I really, I'm just biased, maybe. But I loved Bix's theme. Hers was my favorite. And I loved that at some in some credits you can hear it. I think it's kind of and especially in some episodes where we didn't know where she was and we just kind of heard her theme to like remind us that she's still there. I thought that was a cool little touch. But um we can lead into Rogue One now. That was composed uh or scored by Michael Giacchino who I had no idea did the Incredibles. <laughs> um, I was with T- uh, Mo in Disneyland and on the Incredicoaster, uh, the like Incredibles 
score or like the song is playing and she was like this is Michael Giacchino and then I was like why is they're not Rogue One roller coaster <laughs> scored by Michael Giacchino but um we got like a deluxe version do you guys remember that night where we got the deluxe version and we got like Cassian's prison and then uh which we all thought would be in Andor but I don't think that it was and then uh we got the Guardians of the Wills suite. I think that's what it's called. And everyone was like, this is a wedding song. But yeah, let's talk about that. I feel like I'm talking so much. You guys need to cut it. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm looking for the right place to cut in on you because you're saying so much good stuff. Thanks. <laughs> um. Okay, well, T, what was your, what is your favorite track in, in Rogue One? I know it's a probably really hard question. Yeah, but like, it's a beautiful soundtrack. If you can give us an answer, or just give us two. Give us two. What are like two of your top songs from the Rogue One uh, score? Okay, I can I can do two. Um, I have uh wait okay, I think my my first favorite would be um the just Jin Erson Hope Suite because it's her music and it's the Rogue One like the whole like group theme. Or whatever and it's basically your father would be proud on steroids um <laughs> and i it, that's been i think in my top songs for spotify rap like every year since it's come out <laughs> like i listen to it non-stop um and my second favorite would definitely be hope which is the last song that's played in the movie um just because i really like that it's basically like the crazy version of the Imperial March because it's the hallway scene. Um, and then it goes into what's basically just like copy and paste the opening music for A New Hope. Uh, it's the Imperial attack from A New Hope to basically John Williams score with like a little bit of a twist. Um, and then you hear the force theme at the end when they give the card to Leia um but I love that one because it's not necessarily original quote-unquote score from him but it's like completely like seamlessly makes that transition from Rogue One into A New Hope like on a soundtrack level which I really appreciate Mm -hmm. yeah I remember them when I first ever really like listened to Rogue One's score um after I'd watched the movie, I remember, I think I added uh, Jen Erso and Hope Sweet and Hope uh, and uh, Your Mother Would Be Proud, like on a playlist. And I was just like playing them over and over again. And every single time, I think it's Jen Erso and Hope Sweet. Every single time I hear like the first couple notes for that song, I'm like, I don't know if I'm emotionally ready <laughs> to listen to the rest of it. I might need to switch away because mm-hmm. after rewatching the movie so many times now and like Rogue One meaning so much to me and to all of us like it just hits so much it just ends up hitting so much harder like I'm not getting used to it every time I listen to that song I'm more and more emotionally impacted I'm like I'm not ready <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah I I love those those are songs that are near like at the end of the movie both the ones that you mentioned and, and what I'm talking about and I think I think those are some of the more emotionally impactful songs in the whole tr- in the whole soundtrack. They're all good, but like those ones I will always return to. So, but what about you, Savi? What what are your do you have any faves? Are they the same as ours? <laughs> I do love Your Father Would Be Proud. I, I I it's also those first few notes for me and then like the context of the scene and um I do have a soft spot for Guardians of the Will Suite. I just love Chirrut and Bays and their story. And then I don't know the title of it, but it's the song that's playing while um, Jin and Cassian are walking towards the uh, Imperial transport ship, like after the um, after the scene where he says he believes her. I don't know the name of it, but I just think it's like a good a good hype song for the next scene. Um, but yeah, the more emotionally impactful ones, I feel like, were, are definitely the most memorable in that film. Um, 
but the whole soundtrack has like I feel like amplifies the movie I've used that word a lot this pod but like it like makes the movie it's already is such a strong movie but this the soundtrack just really puts it up just a little bit more I think and I do love that this also leads me into my next the next film uh slash show but re reusing themes so we know that in kenobi we hear leia's theme and the in the forest theme and then lens earlier today was telling me how in solo there's um the asteroid field in correct me if i'm wrong yes yeah, so it's the, the reminiscence therapy uh mm. track in a in a solo and it has it has motifs from like so many songs from the original trilogy but there was one specifically uh asteroid field that i was when i was listening to i was like oh oh my gosh because asteroid field's my favorite from empire strikes back so i was like i love that they reused specifically because in the context of solo we're talking about han solo we're talking about the millennium falcon and everything Mm -hmm. and uh and so reusing that theme specifically for solo i thought was just perfect and I love that the title is Reminiscence Therapy because like the whole song is about is in a sense you're reminiscing on these themes from the original trilogy. So uh but yeah, I I I love that like they have these newer movies and these shows have obviously like pulled a little bit from um the original trilogy and from other sources of Star Wars that we're familiar with. Uh what do you think, T? <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think Andor by this point is the only one that doesn't have at least a little bit of something else in it because the before Mandalorian, Mandalorian season one didn't have anything, but obviously with season two, with Evie being in it in some capacity, um, I think Andor is now the only one that hasn't done it a little bit but it's nice like everything is so interconnected on like yeah a molecular level I love it yeah yeah it, it's I loved how different the Mandalorian soundtrack th- seemed in season one and how as we kind of like got closer to you know season three like Bo-Katan is in it and then Boba Fett and it's it was cool to kind of see everything like melding together and then Ahsoka came in and with Kenobi that last episode when you know uh Obi-Wan and Leia are saying goodbye and they play was it Leia's theme or was it uh the force theme or was it both it's both okay it's both yeah okay I I got like goosebumps instantly because we now know that all of Kenobi was an impactful part of Leia's life. So playing that song both, I feel like connects it to her, you know, when we see her in the original trilogy, like her and in the sequel trilogy, because her son's name is Ben. And we now know that they had like an extremely close relationship to the point where she feels like she needs she asked him for help and you know he's her only hope so it it is a beautiful way like you said to like connecting everything and it's really special like I think that like Star Wars fans are really lucky to have such a complex and beautiful amount of music not straying too far off of music but going into our outro segment where we kind of you know we ask all of our guests this same question um but before we get to that I do have one last one and Lynn's actually kind of asked this but I'll ask it again um if you had to pick a favorite piece of Star Wars music in the sequel trilogy original trilogy and you know the Disney plus shows and the prequels which one would you choose and why I would pick I would pick Reunion from Rise of Skywalker like hands down that is my favorite track from any Star Wars ever um because it's it's like John Williams goodbye 
to mm-hmm. the franchise, basically. So wow, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Luke's theme. It's, uh, it's. I think the order is Luke, Yoda, Luke and Leia, Ray, and then Ray, Poe, and Finn have a theme. And I think that's the one that he ends with. And it's like my favorite. I listen to it all the time. I I love it. Okay, Lens. Yes. So my favorite, I think my favorite track, if I could pick a track, it would probably be, it, it, it's Yoda's theme. I just think it really embodies a lot of the different elements of Star Wars. Um, and it doesn't have to call back to a specific, to many themes, but like in the sense that like when you hear it, you know that it's Star Wars and it has such like a delicate theme, like feel to it and a whimsical, like you can really feel like the heart of Star Wars in it. And I, you could say that about so many of the songs, but that was the one that just popped into my brain the moment you asked me that question. So I'm going to go with Yoda's theme. Maybe it'll change tomorrow, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going sticking with right now. <laughs> that's a good one. What about you? Um, I think that I would choose Ray's theme. Uh, I just think it's so sweet. And it's one of like the first, it, it's our introduction to Ray in The Force Awakens. And we, you know, we have this like brand new character. And I remember how I feel like it really felt like her character. Like when we first meet her, like she's in this little intimate situation where that we see her in like making the bread and like wearing the helmet and eating it was so cute and I just remember thinking how much it felt like Ray so but yeah and I love any version of it like there's a sweet lo-fi version by closed on Sunday and then like the actual it's it's one of those that just like you can listen to again and again and not get tired of it just like Ray. You can never be tired of Ray. <laughs> and we're going to get more Ray soon. So I know. We so talked. Go ahead. I'm so excited to see her again. <laughs> As I know. What, knowing that she's coming back and like that she is her own master Skywalker is so cool. I can't wait to see where they go with that. And we have a really cool director for it. So I have faith in it. And I'm excited for Daisy. I feel like that's so heartwarming to know that your character is coming back and like the receival was was really well and and yeah, she deserves everything. Yes, <laughs> she does. So our final question is if you could shadow somebody in Star Wars, who would it be? If you need a second mm-hmm. to think about it, you're totally welcome to. Wait, repeat the question. If you could shadow anybody in Star Wars, who would it be? So if you can like be their little like follow them around for the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good question. I think I'd have to go with Leia, I think. Oh. That's a good one. variety of stuff that she gets up to like you would never be bored I think so too that's a good one I don't think I've ever thought of Leia to do that with I think she'd just be like really friendly too like you could just I wouldn't be worried about being making a fool of myself I think that she would just be like you're okay it's fine (laughs) yeah especially like in Leia, Princess of Alderaan, that one scene where she's going to Wobani, I was, she was like talking to Captain Antilles or whatever, and it was like the way that she was acting was just like very young, and like I feel like similar to how like the three of us would probably act or something. She was like, "Oh my goodness, okay," like just like kind of like. <laughs> so yeah, I I think that she would be really fun to shadow. All right, Lens, you go. Oh, okay. And it's got to be different from last time. I know, I know. So uh, I think that I would like to shadow... Oh, here's a fun one. Chopper. 
I want to know, like, what this droid gets up to. We know that he gets up to some hijinks, right? We know he's out to cause trouble. But I would just love to, like, follow him around and see what kind of trouble he came up with. You know, like, follow him around Yavin 4, base 1, and see what kind of annoying things he does to, like, the technicians and stuff. Um, I would love that. And maybe AP5 will be, like, wandering around as well. And we can, like, hang out, all three of us. His boyfriend. I just think, yeah, for sure. I'd I'd be the third wheel. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny, especially because how Chopper has three wheels. Oh, there we go. Uh, I don't know where that came (laughs) from. Okay, okay, okay. What about you? Okay, um, I said, I said Seer last time and then Hera the first time, but, um, I think that I would do I didn't say her last time, but I contemplated it. I would do Bix because I love that she's a mechanic. It was between her and somebody else that I will say for next time. We have a guest. But um, I want to see what it's like in her business. I I feel like it would be fun to like shadow her and like know what every like engine that she has hanging up is and like what does this tool do and can I also wear a helmet? Like <laughs> That would be so much fun. I don't know. I could be like her receptionist at the Kalyan Salyard. Yeah, I think she would be fun to shadow. And also, it seems like she gets like she gets out of the office a lot. So maybe I could like trail behind her, run with like a little clipboard. You guys could go on a calf run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, T, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We it was so much fun. We love talking about music with you, and we hope you can come on again for future projects. That'd be so much fun to hear your opinion on them. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is really fun. Yeah, we hope that we have been welcoming. <laughs> <laughs> we always try to make this a safe space for yeah. our guests just really fun we're just two silly girls (laughs) t where can we find you on social media oh i am on twitter too much for my own good um (laughs) i thought i don't remember even i don't remember i don't even remember what my username is now because we change it all the time (laughs) it's castamere but with a q instead of an a at the beginning Cool. So if you want to follow T and see their misadventures of how of music and <laughs> fandom, then we definitely recommend following them. It's so much fun seeing what they have to say. And then Linz, where can we find you? At a cosmic love on Twitter and at Rebel Risen on Instagram. And you can find me at Anderisms on Twitter and Instagram. And you can now find the pod on Instagram and Twitter, uh, the same at Stardust Records without the without the O in records. Uh, we'll start posting a little bit more here and there on Instagram, especially because Twitter is on a downhill um, <laughs> decline. So thanks for joining us this week. We will see you next week with another episode of Stardust Records. Bye. 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 <laughs>